On this week's episode, I'll be discussing the things I've experienced as it pertains to classism and racism. Let's start the show. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Hi! I'm your host, Uncle Doug, and welcome to the Oxenities Podcast. Yeah! This is part two of a three-part series titled Introduction. Basically, you getting to know me better so that you feel more comfortable with me. Things that I can tell you about myself. For example, I was born in a parish known as Manchester. It's right in the middle of the island. In, in America, you use states. In Jamaica, we use parishes. In that parish, uh, I lived in the capital known as Mandeville. I lived there for 12 years before moving and migrating to Montego Bay. Montego Bay was awesome. A lot of beaches, a lot of nice people. But I guess there's no place like home. I felt comfortable there, but Mandeville's, you know, it's where I'm from. At the moment, Montego Bay is currently dealing with a lot of crime and violence and rioting and a lot of messed up stuff. So the military is in full force there. The police are out and I just wanted to say to all the yardy them with their yard right now where I go through the struggle. Just know so under by myself. We day up ya. We are prayer. We are saying we blessings and hopefully we'll make it out and everything good. What else can I tell you about myself? I have parents, two of them. They had intercourse, they made me. Um, I also have a sister. I had a brother, but he passed away when he was like a wee little baby. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I love my sister, by the way, and my parents, and all my family, most of my family. Six people in my family. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got for now. So how about we go right ahead and jump straight into the news. So before we get into the news for this week, I wanted to say thank you to everyone that listened to last week's episode and gave me all your suggestions and pointers and feedback. I really appreciate it, and I think it's going to make this podcast even better if you guys just keep it coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but the government was shut down. (laughs) Apparently, uh, midnight on Friday, the United States government was shut down due to budget disputes. Now, a shutdown only happens when funding for the government has run out and a new funding bill hasn't been reached to keep the government open thus causing government agencies to shut down until Congress decides on a new bill. Non-essential agencies will be placed on kind of a furlough status, basically meaning that on Monday they don't come to work and they don't get paid. So these agencies, well examples of some of them are the ATF, or the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearm, and Explosives, all national parks and museums, and about half of the White House staff that are deemed non-essential, you know, like the guy that gets the coffee for everybody. Some government employees, although, are required to report for work even though they aren't gonna get paid. 
they're considered essential personnel, like the military or the TSA, air traffic control, the post office, social security offices, and oh yeah, Congress. But they actually still get paid? And they have to decide to, on a budget to let other people get paid. But, you know, at least they're still getting money. So, that works. Everyone who reports to work that isn't getting paid, they'll be retroactively paid when Congress reaches a new budget agreement. So, hopefully that'll be soon. Since uh, 1976. Yeah, 19... Yeah, since 1976, there have been 18 shutdowns of the government. But this is the first time that has been shut down by a party that's in control of Congress and the presidency. It's like, what are y'all doing? Y'all can't even agree with each other? I get it. Y'all don't like Democrats. Cool, fine. When Obama was in power, you know, the government was shut down because of budget disputes again but i get it black guy democrat sure don't agree with him all of that but y'all got a republican president a republican house and a republican senate and not to be you know biased but the supreme court the majority is republican voters majority of the whatever it's, it's just, it's so disorganized. Government. Mm. Now, the reason they say for the budget disagreements is DACA, as I talked about last week, and the wall. The wall. What an interesting thing. Let's see what, uh, let's see what Trump says about the wall, shall we? I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. We are going to build the wall. It will be a real wall. A real wall. Who is going to pay for the wall? Who? They don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for the wall. And they're great people and great leaders, but they're going to pay for the wall. They're going to pay for the wall, folks. They're making billions and billions and billions of dollars on deficits that we have with Mexico. The wall is peanuts. They're going to pay for the wall. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. But then a year later, he said this. Yesterday, in a meeting with lawmakers, you said that you would be open to signing just about any immigration deal that that bipartisan group of lawmakers sent to you. Right. Would you be willing to sign an immigration deal that ultimately does not include funding for the border wall, or would that be a red no. line for you? No. 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 It's got to include the wall. We need the wall for security. We need the wall for safety. We need the wall for stopping the drugs from pouring in. Uh, I would imagine that the people in the room, both Democrat and Republican, uh, I really believe they're going to come up with a solution to the DACA problem, which has been going on for a long time and maybe beyond that immigration as a whole. But any solution has to include the wall, because without the wall, it all doesn't work. Uh, you can look at other instances. Look at what happened in Israel. They put up the wall. They say solved a very major problem. We need the wall. We have to have the wall for security purposes. Security is number one. And uh, so the answer is, have to have the wall. Thank you. 
also interesting. Very interesting. It just goes to show you can't trust a reality TV star. Yeah. In other news, there were 13 children slash adults aged from 2 to 29 that were found in a home in Paris, California. They were shackled and malnourished. Now, this sounds really weird to me because 29 year old, I'm 29. Yeah, you ain't putting me in no shackles and not feeding me, my guy. I'm, I'm, I'm very angry when I'm not fed. So, but, but you know, everybody got their own story. So who am I to judge? They were allegedly being held by their own parents, against their will, uh, by their parents, David Allen Turpin and Louise Anna Turpin. And they've been held for like years, since like birth. They've been like tying them up and like torturing them and not feeding them and other things. During this time, they were, uh, they were repeatedly deprived of regular food, the use of toilet facilities, and even the luxury of taking a shower. But they were given journals. Every last one of them were given journals for some strange reason. I guess to document how much life sucks for you to get your parents hard or whatever. I don't know. They... They were able to escape due to the actions of the 17-year-old daughter that climbed through a window and used a carrierless phone, that's a phone that's not connected to any carrier, to call 911. And that she did. And she's supposedly been planning this for two years and finally got the chance to do it when she was left alone. Which is, this whole thing just sounds weird. This whole thing sounds far-fetched crazy and weird i i can't i can't wrap my head around it but i wasn't in the situation so i don't know when the police arrived on the scene they found the 17 year old girl but they told reporters that she appeared to look like she was 10 because she was so underdeveloped the parents of david turpin told reporters that the kids were always given very strict homeschooling and the father was the principal of the home school. The school was called Sandcastle Day School and it was registered to their home address. Homeschooling is so weird. It's so weird. I met a few homeschool kids and they creeped me the hell out. I don't think I'd ever do that to my kids. Go to school, get, get out the house. When asked about his 13 children by his you know, parents, and other people, David told them, and I quote, because God called them to do it. Because God called them to have 13 children. God. God said that. God. God. People always take that out of context. God. God told you to have 13 kids. Then, what? Shackle them and, 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 and chain them up and not feed them? Weirdo. Neighbors reportedly said that they saw the children doing yard work late at night. 
and they all attested to the same fact that the children looked skinny and seemed like they were sick. <sighs> there's always this story. Every time there's some major thing that happens at somebody's house, they were cooking meth or they were running a, a sex ring or something, neighbors always said, oh, well, you know, I saw this and I saw that, but... Uh, I know you don't want to be a nosy neighbor, and at the end of the day, I know a lot of people think, oh, I ain't gonna snitch because that's none of my business. Y'all could have saved these 13 kids. Y'all could have. If all y'all stood up and talked and said something, chances are this wouldn't have gone on as long as it did. Maybe it still would have happened, but for all the years that it did, chances are it wouldn't have gone on like this. So next time, people, if you see something, say something all right the pants are currently being held on a nine million dollar bail each and have been charged with torture child endangerment and abuse to which they both pled not guilty of course the children all 13 of them are currently in a rehab center recovering and trying basically to rebuild their life but i don't know if they can in my mind, that's some sick fucking shit. All of it. All of it. It's all a mess. Oh, hopefully this news story will brighten your day and lift your spirits and make you feel a little bit better about the world. There is a young lady. Her name is Harley Barber. She is a 19-year-old New Jersey native, a student of the University of Alabama, and a member of the Alpha Psy sorority. She's recently come under some fire because of some choice words that she used on Instagram. Let's listen. With the poor people going on, we do not waste water. We don't waste water because of people in Syria. I love how I act like black people. I love how I act like I love black people because I fucking hate niggers. So that's really interesting. I fucking hate niggers. But I just saved the fucking niggers by shutting that water off. So. Jump on it, jump on this, jump on this, jump on this, jump on this. That's like, I'm going to probably jump on your man with my fucking woof. Mmm. Okay. Not what I was expecting, but okay. She shared that video on Finster. And I had to Google this because I didn't know what that was. Finster is basically a fake Instagram. Fake Insta. F Insta. So that's what it is. Basically, you create a fake Instagram account and you use that account to post videos that only your choice and closest friends can see. Unfortunately, one of her friends snitched. <laughs> and they shared her video and put homegirl on blast. Well, Harley then responded in a very calm sophisticated and modest way. Let's listen again. Since I was fucking in high school and nobody fucking understands Wait, how much I love Alpha listen, I'm gonna And now someone wants to save my Finta because I said nigger. You know what? Nigger, nigger, nigger. No, nigger I don't care not. if it's Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> nigger, nigger, nigger. Why? I'm in the South now, bitch. 
so everyone can fuck off. I'm from New Jersey. She so is. I can, so I can say nigger as much as I want. Nigger, nigger, nigger. And if anyone else wants to fucking snake me on my fucking Vinsa for saying nigger, I'm in a fur vest. I want you to buy my fucking fur vest. Because fuck you. Go to Neiman Marcus and buy my fucking fur vest. Because fuck you if you fucking snake me to my fucking sorority that means fucking everything to me because fuck you fuck you fuck you okay wasn't expecting that either but i guess there's a trend here <laughs> harley has since been expelled from the university of alabama and also been kicked out of her childhood dream sorority alpha psi and it's all because of water all because of water. If if the person before didn't turn, like, no, did turn the water off before Harley got there, then she wouldn't have posted that video. Then she wouldn't have gotten her video shared. Then she wouldn't have said what she said. Then she wouldn't have been kicked out of school. Then she wouldn't have been... You, you, see, you see what I'm trying to say? When you leave the bathroom, turn the water off. Because you never know, you could be affecting somebody's mental state for them to go this crazy all because you didn't want to save the water. Mm, mm, mm. Finally, in tech news, Uber plans to buy up to 25, no, 24,000 self-driving cars from Volvo. And they plan to have them on the road by the third quarter of 2021. I saw this and I thought to myself, you know when you put food in the microwave, you put it in for like a minute, and then when you take the food out, the center of the food is cold as ice. Everything else is warm, but the middle, right in the middle, is cold. Technology has not figured out in 2018 how to warm up the middle of my plate in one minute. But you want me to trust a car to drive itself with me in it to my destination? You're out of your damn mind. You're out of, you're out of your mind. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. That's wild. That's, that's wild. Who's going to do that? Who's trusting that? Seriously, who is trusting that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not doing that. No. Ah, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I'll deal with the guy in the cab that constantly talks to me, constantly asks me questions, and constantly tries to figure out stuff about my life. I'll deal with that. And with that, we come to the end of our news today. I'm going to go and get something to drink because all this talking is making my throat dry. Be right back, you guys. I come from a long line of holy men, preachers, gurus, men of God. A long line of outlaws, rebels and godfathers, the earth, gladstone, Oh.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Jayark with King Sun. Nice little melody. Nice little, nice, nice little tune to wet the palate. Now, Jayark is an up-and-coming reggae artist from Jamaica who specializes in reggae, dub, and alternative rock. He's no stranger to the music industry since he's the son of legendary reggae producer Bobby Digital Dixon. And he's been able to adapt some of his father's musical style into his own work. He's definitely worth the listen, and you can find him on SoundCloud, Deezer, and Spotify. For his social media presence, look for him on Instagram and Twitter. Happy listening. We got this new thing called classism. It's racism's cousin. This is what we do to hold people back. This is what we do. And we got this other thing that's also been working for a long time where you don't have to be racist anymore. It's called self-hate. It works on itself. It's like real estate of racism. Where just like that, when someone comes up and says something like, I am a God, everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A God. I just told you. That's who I think I am. Would it have been better if I had a song that said, I am a nigga? Or if I had a song that said, I'm a gangster? Or if I had a song that said, I'm a pimp? All those colors and patinas fit better on a person like me, right? But to say you are a god, especially when you got shipped over to the country that you're in and your last name is a slave owner's. How could you say that? How could you have that mentality? Okay, now say what you want about Kanye, but... He has some very interesting points if you really listen to him. Like, if you really pay attention to what he's saying, there's some stuff that you got to be like, damn, that's, that's for real. That's like, yeah. And that leads us into this week's topic, which is classism versus racism. I think there's... I personally think that they are very similar, but also quite different from each other. And not just based on their definition, which is uh, classism. Classism is prejudice against or in favor of people belonging to a particular social class. While racism is defined as prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Now, I've experienced both classism and racism. More so classism in Jamaica and racism here in America. Not so much racism in Jamaica. I personally haven't experienced it. At, you know, the level that's here. Because, and for lack of a better word, there is a semblance of solidarity with most black people. Especially when you're all black in the island and you're all known as black. So, most people treat each other the same. I, I, I'm just speaking from my experience. Other people may have other experiences. I just know about mine. Now... Certain examples of classism that I've experienced. 
I remember when I was living in Jamaica and I went to the bank because I wanted to open a CD. You know? Uh, walked into the bank and I requested to speak to a banker. Now, I don't think I was out of line for doing this. I'm a customer. I'm already a customer of the bank. So why wouldn't I get to speak to a banker? The lady told me, sit down. We'll get a banker for you. Give me a moment. There's, there was some commotion like in the back room while I was sitting in the bank. And I looked back and the guy was sitting in there and he like looked at me and then looked back at her and then looked at me and then like told her to get out. Like he gestured like go away and no, can't talk right now. And basically told me to leave. I wasn't dressed inappropriately. He was just as dark as I was. So maybe even darker? I don't know, lighting. So I don't personally understand like why why not have me do it. I guess maybe they didn't believe that I actually had money to open this CD account. So that was a thing. Another place that I experienced classism. Uh I was at Fan um there's a place called Fontana. Fontana Pharmacy. It's like Walgreens or CVS or Rite Aid here in America. And I walked in, and when I walked in, the security guard looked at me, and he's like, are you here to buy something? Uh, yeah. It's kind of kind of the reason why I walked in, buddy. Like, well, well, hurry up and buy what you got to buy and then go. Like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't know what you come in here to buy. And I, I was so, like, taken back by it. I was like, you don't know me, bro. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know my background or anything. But I guess because I was coming from school and I had a certain uniform on that belonged to a certain school. And the school that I went to, the high school that I went to, was Herbert Morrison Technical High School. I guess at the time, because Herbert Morrison is a pretty big school. You know, it's pretty well known. We're athletic, we're, uh, we're academic, we're... I guess we're not on the level of other schools like prestigious schools like Cornell College or Mount Alvernia. These are all schools in Montego Bay. If you don't know, just Google it. If you already know, then you know what I'm talking about. And it, it, it felt... It felt so weird that I am a person that belongs to this island. You don't know anything about me, but you automatically believe that I'm up to no good because of the way that I walked in. How I was dressed. Just a regular student. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> classism here in America. This, this, this that I... <sighs> How I experienced classism here was kind of weird and also funny at the same time. I I went to a restaurant, and when I went to the restaurant, I pulled up, and there's valet parking. The valet told me, yeah, we can't valet your car, so you got to go park it yourself. I thought that was weird. I was driving a Toyota Camry. It was a 97 Camry. And... He told me to go park it. So I was like, all right, I guess. 
But then right behind me, another uh, couple pulled up. And they were in a Mercedes, black, just like me. Because at first I thought, oh, it's a black thing. Oh, you don't want the nigga to park here. No, it was a class thing. Because when the dude pulled up in his Mercedes, they opened the door for him. They opened the door for his uh, lady friend. And they took the car and they went and they parked it. So I got a part myself, but they're good? Nah, that's, that's just not cool. Then another situation, which happened actually recently. Me and my girlfriend, we went to a restaurant. Kind of a little fancy, kind of uppity, upscale kind of restaurant. And when we walked in, we were seated. We got the menu, food was, uh, wine was brought out, all of that stuff. So we started going over the menu, and I saw calamari. So I'm like, ooh, I love calamari. Let me order some calamari. So the guy's like, oh, uh, well, sir, you know the calamari is not fried. What? Yeah, the, the calamari, it's not fried, sir. It's... It's actually sautéed, and yeah, so that means it's a more chewy. Yes, 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 sir, that is correct. Yeah, I'm good with that. Thank you. I don't need fried food, sir. He was also black. And I'm not trying to say that black people can't be racist towards other black people. It's definitely a thing, and it can definitely be accomplished. But it was, it was just out of the way. So out of the way. Now, what I experience as it goes to racism is subtle racism. Light little nudges of racism. I don't, I've never personally experienced blatant racism. Now, let me give you an example of the two. So subtle racism is you see a restaurant and it says Italian restaurant out on the front. You walk in, and the employees are all Hispanic. They're all speaking Spanish, so you look around and you decide, uh, I'm not going to eat there. And you walk out. Subtle racism. Very subtle, very light, a very light touch. You made the decision and the assumption, based on stereotypes, that Hispanic people can't cook Italian food. So I don't need to be here. And you walked out. See? Subtle. Nudge. Simple. Blatant racism. You go to the gas station in some country backwoods area. And you hear, hey nigger, what are you doing around here? Blatant. See the difference? Subtle. A little nudge. A little tap. A little, little gentle caress. Blatant. A knife to the throat. Just, uh, take that. That's the difference. And, I mean, no disrespect to anyone that's country. The, the unfortunate factor of life is based on country or southern, people have, a, or society has classed those people as lesser. For example, when you think southern or country, nine times out of ten, the thought that might pop in your head is illiterate, Dumb, uh, incestual, racist, less classy. Personally, I don't believe that. Now, now, there is some truth to the fact that every race, every creed, every class has a few bad eggs. 
But to stereotype every single person under that umbrella is kind of the thing that's hurting our society. I personally have met and been truly in awe of some inspiring Southern people. They're doing good things. They're well-educated. They have uh, enough manners to drown you in please and thank yous. So, you shouldn't even think like that. Matter of fact, I'm Southern. Where I'm from in Manchester is south in the country. Like, it's, 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 a, it's a Southern parish in Jamaica. Then when I left there, I went to Florida. How, how south can you get? Now I live in Philadelphia, but that's neither here nor there. I'm kind of getting off a topic here. Uh, where was I? Racism. There you go. Racism. Let me give you a few examples of racism that I've experienced. Uh, the way that I talk. A lot of times that's uh, contention for me being racially profiled. I went to rent a car. I called them up. I said, hey, I'd like to rent a car. They're like, okay, cool. Swing by. Really? Wow. I have a Google Home Mini. And every time that I say the keyword or something close to the keyword to start it up, it instantly goes off. Next time I'm plugging you out, buddy. Moving on. I went to this car rental place to rent this car. And when I walked in, she, the girl at the front was, oh, hi, welcome to this place. <laughs> How can I help you? I'm like, hey, I'm here to rent a car. Oh, what's your name? Oh, it's Winston. Oh, you're Winston? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so let me see if I get your car. I'm like, wait, wh what? What was that about? What do you mean? You were like, oh, like you were surprised. Like, why were you surprised? I know, on the phone, you sounded differently. I sounded differently? What does that mean? How, how did I sound? You know, different. You mean white? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to say that, but kind of. Yeah, I called her manager real quick. <laughs> Another place. I was at a previous job, and this older, elderly, white lady approached me with her grandkids, and she was like, Hey, Winston, um, how do you do the Dougie? They're trying to teach me the Dougie, but I don't know how to do the Dougie. Full disclosure, my middle name is Douglas. I could have swore she was asking me, how do I dance? I... I I, I didn't I didn't get it. But that was like, what what are you talking about? You know the Dougie, the dance, the Dougie? I'm like, I've never heard of that before. So like, really? You've never heard? No. Oh, that's pretty surprising. <laughs> Why is that surprising? You know, because you know, you Me? <laughs> I don't get it. You know, because you're black. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> So, because I'm black, I'm supposed to be urbanly knowledged? Come on. Just don't, don't do that. Ooh, another good one that I get. Hey, Winston, where's a good place to buy weed? 
let me just say this right now. I don't know anywhere good to buy weed. And this is not just from a black standpoint. This is also from the Jamaican standpoint because I get that a lot when people find out that I'm Jamaican. I don't know where to buy weed. I don't smoke it. And if I do, if I did, like, all of a sudden decide, you know what, let me go smoke some weed, I wouldn't know who to ask. I wouldn't know where to go. I don't do it. I drink alcohol like a normal person. <clears throat> Got that off my chest. I, 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 I often get, like, these surprise looks from people when they find out that I don't fall under typical black stereotypes. Like, I don't have a child or a baby mama. I've never been arrested. I don't smoke weed. I'm not on welfare or using unemployment while working. And I'm not a rapper. You, you can't take the bad parts or the not-so-good parts of a certain race and then copy and paste it to every single person in that race and think, yep, this'll stick. This is what it's supposed to be. Because... At the same time, I don't believe that all white people are hillbilly hicks that live in trailer parks or have intercourse with their sisters. This is not a belief of mine. I've met white people. I know their differences. They're good. There's bad. There's ugly. There's beautiful. There's different shades. There's a lot of in between. And we have to start realizing this so that we can treat each other better. That's just my thing because it's it's very annoying and frustrating dealing with this kind of stuff but i guess society needs its own scapegoats so that they can feel better about their own situations like for example so uh you drive by or you walk by somebody coming out of a trailer home and you think oh not me i have an apartment so all of a sudden you feel you're better or you drive by somebody waiting for public transportation or taking the bus or the train and you think to yourself oh not me i have a car or you drive by you know you you you, you see a person that's that has a uh what you call it? a flip phone right and you're like not me i have an iphone well guess what all of that can be flipped right back in you you in your apartment guess what you're doing you're paying rent Right? This guy don't gotta pay rent. He got his house. He hooks it up to his truck and he drives somewhere else. And that's where he lives for the night. That's his. He owns it. He doesn't owe anybody else anything. He doesn't have to pay anything for extra months. He can save all of that money. So right then and there, he could be looking at his situation better. You, driving around in your car. Guess what you're doing? You're spending time in traffic. You're paying for insurance. You're paying for emissions. You're paying for inspection. You're buying gas. You're getting it repaired when it needs to. Guess who's not doing that? The person taking the bus and the train. They don't have that stress on themselves. You know? Okay, you with your flip phone. You got a brand new iPhone. You got the iPhone X. You're, you're so sophisticated and you feel so good about yourself. But guess what? Dude with his flip phone, he can make calls just like you. 
He's on the same network, just like you. He can send texts, just like you. But you know what he doesn't have? A phone payment plan. A $40 bill in addition to his already high data and call plan that he doesn't have to pay. He can save that money now. He doesn't need to be on Instagram every hour of the day. He can do it when he gets home. And that's the underlying difference. You have to realize that your situation is not solidified. Okay? Don't think that just because you're in this class or you're in this creed that you're safe. You're not. We all got to look past our positions and our status and focus on what's really important. People, people coming together for a common goal is, is the reason why we have some of our modern day comforts. And I, I hate to use this cliche, but no man is an island, all right? We can't do it all alone by ourselves. We need each other. We need each other to help each other. We need to invest in different cultures and different uh, knowledge bases. We need to come together as a group of human beings, not a group of blacks, not a group of Latinos, not a group of whites, but a group of people coming together for a common goal to further our race, our race, the human race. And until that happens, we're all just going to be a bunch of niggas, spicks, chinks, and crackers. And that's all I got to say. And that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two. I hope your soft parts were tickled, your hard parts were caressed, and your mind was rigorously enlightened. Please tune in again next week for the final part of the introduction series where I'll peel back another layer of my messy and complicated life. If you'd like to follow the show, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the name Oxenities. And if you'd like to follow me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Now, before I go, I'd like to leave you guys with a small excerpt from a 2016 interview between the world's fastest man, Usain Bolt, and the recently deceased but legendary Jamaican television broadcaster, Ian Boeing. Enjoy. experienced classism or racism in Jamaica? <laughs> yes, definitely, you know. You experienced that in Jamaica? Yeah, man. A, a lot. It'll be, it'll Even be though you're so famous and... Yeah, because people, people, people look at things as you're coming up and you're building yourself. A lot of people don't want to see that, you know. Oh. And that, it's just life. That's the people in Jamaica. I've, I've, I've learned. I've learned to yeah. just understand that not everybody's going to appreciate what they have done. You mm. understand? Some people, 
especially when I started out, it, it was more shocking than anything. That's what I said. You have to learn from experience. Yes. And when I started out, that's how I ended up buying my house. Because I was living in a complex. Yes. And I had issues with a, with a few of the, with a few of the, the, the lighter... Lighter skin people. Skin people. You understand? Why? Because you're bringing your dance hall friend. They want to make up no, nice and eerie. You know, I used to live near a lawyer. And yeah. I remember when I moved in, he said to me, Listen, be careful now. So what I mean, he said, they don't like to see young people strive because when I came in here, I was just 23. Yeah. And then they weren't happy to see me in this complex. And, and I couldn't believe it. And when it started happening to me a couple of times, I said, no, I have to buy a house and move out so I can have my own place. You see what? So I had to so rush and get my house. Yeah, man. Some of the blacker skin people. They're not too happy for to see it because a lot of them, because they go to school and work years and years, Reach and, you just come and me just come up have because I suppose me get everything and me I live here, so me I do this. Them not happy. So bad mind, like I said. You experience yeah, bad mind at Jamaica. Strong man, strong, 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 bad mind. Strong, strong. From people at upper class too. From people at upper class. Most of the people at upper class because Most of people upper class. They get a youth, them and everybody else love me and they want to see me and them. Yes. Them just happy to see me. Understand? And them say, boy, thanks to Jamaica and boy, even people see me and say, boy. Even that I went to Miami for a shoot, and I remember a Spanish, uh, a Latino guy was saying to me, listen, you have seen a lot of, 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 of celebrities come through here, and you are one of them, the ones that I love the most. Why? Because you have come from nothing, and you have stayed humble, and I respect that about you. And for me, that makes you feel good. Yes. You understand? So, something I really, I really love. Important disclosures and profile. You seen as experience discrimination, classism, racism in his own um, country. This will continue to be a talked about interview. We take a final break. <laughs>